Hey everybody, what's up? This is your girl Sierra. And this is James. And welcome to episode four of Faith Talk. Um, and once again, guys, like we said, Faith Talk is a place where we have real talk about real situations using real, real faith. faith. So we know we haven't, uh, we've been going for about a month. Yeah, but our last, back. Yep, our last episode was January 3rd. Um, and it was just, it's just due to my schedule. I've been kind of busy lately. This is one thing that's not James' fault. So, <laughs> so used to it, fellas. Everything is your fault. <laughs> it is. But, yeah, so I've been busy. Started back um, with school, taking more classes this semester, and different things like that. So, schedule has just been kind of hectic, but we're back up and running. Yep. So, um, today we got a very interesting topic that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And what's that, babe? We are talking about managing mismanagement. And we're going to look into the life of Joseph mm-hmm. and uh, in the book of Genesis. And we're going to really follow through with the life of Joseph and just his journey where he was mismanaged by his brothers. Right. So, it's going to be good. Well, beginning with his brothers, mismanaged by a few people. Right. We'll see that as we... As we dive in, so right, and as we was doing the study of Joseph, I like really just loved his story mm-hmm. because, like you said, it wasn't just one instance; it was like a, a couple series of him being mismanaged. But he like persevered, and God blessed him in such an incredible way. And I just feel like that happens a lot on our journeys. Yeah, you know, it's not just one thing. Sometimes it's a series of things that happen, and you have to keep pressing forward. But, um, yeah, so... Let's hop into it. Okay, let's go. Cool. Awesome. So, today, uh, like we said, we're talking about managing mismanagement. Mm -hmm. And so, really, I guess we can start off simply by this. What is mismanagement? You know, we talk about mismanagement, talk about being mismanaged. Uh, So, just for our listeners... Let's define what is mismanagement. I think mismanagement is just being treated either wrong or unfairly, um, disregarded. Um, yeah, just people maybe, sometimes people you trust, sometimes people that you don't trust, but people just disregarding you know, your feelings or disregarding what you may have contributed or whatever the case may be right just you know not treating you in a way that you deserve or that you would have expected right right that's real that's real so so today we, we, we're um starting in genesis 37 right mm-hmm. and this is what's about joseph and his brothers mm-hmm. and i guess we see here joseph definitely got mismanaged right um and like you say pretty really treated unfairly joseph mm-hmm. really uh, didn't do anything Mm-mm. to deserve what he what he got. Right. Um, but for different reasons, as we'll see as we read, for different reasons, um, his brothers decided, hey, that hey, I'm going to mistreat you. That hey, I don't like you. Right. Or hey, I resent you for whatever reason. Right. Um, <clears throat> so tell us what you see. I guess or like, I guess we can kind of give a backstory on this stuff on this on the story we're going to talk about today. Right. So Genesis 37 starts with uh the story of Joseph and his brothers. Mm-hmm. Joseph is a son of Jacob. Yeah. And Joseph had uh how many brothers? It was a whole bunch of brothers. A lot like of 12. <laughs> anyway, Joseph Joseph um had older brothers. He was the youngest and 
pretty much his brothers disliked him because his father, Jacob, pretty much favored him. Mm. Um, He loved him the most out of the other sons. He made him, like, this colorful robe. Mm -hmm. Joseph would, like, go watch his older brothers, like, do work on the field. And he would go report to his dad what was going on. So his brothers felt like he was being, you know, elevated above them or he was being treated better than them. So they didn't like him. Right, that's good. So pretty much he was favored. Exactly. And so I guess we can start there. That's a good point. Um, kind of spouse right there. Mm-hmm. Just because the favor that was on him. Right. Um, his brothers didn't like him. Exactly. And and that's that's just so true. We see Joseph's life as an example of, you know, our lives. When yeah. God favors us, you may not do anything to people. You you never mistreated them, never tried them, never did nothing to them. It's just God chose to favor you the way that he did. And mm-hmm. because of that, people get upset. And there's nothing that you did or even maybe that you even wanted or asked for god just that type of god he favors so you know it it sucks i'm pretty sure joseph felt like so bad because he's like you know i didn't choose to be this way or choose to be treated like this but because of who i am you know i'm feeling he probably felt isolated and everything you know Mm -hmm. feeling alone or whatever treated the way he was you know i'm being treated like this because i'm favored right and i think that's a tough thing i think we really got to understand that right because a lot of times we think oh favor favor like favor just brings blessings and favor brings all the stuff that we want but sometimes favor brings enemies right favor brings a a target on your back Mm -hmm. You know, favor doesn't just bring you blessings and That's good. And, and a great life. Right. Let's be honest. Sometimes favor is going to bring you more trouble than it does blessings it, in the moment. Exactly. Very so. good, babe. That's a really good point to make. Because everybody, a lot of times we want the blessings and everything. And we don't think about what comes with it. Mm-hmm. Because that's humans. Yep. That's just how people react to stuff. But yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so... So J- uh, Joseph, you know, was hated by his brothers. They didn't like him and all this good stuff like that. Um, Joseph had a dream where he told them, um, it's in verse 5, when he was telling them about the dream and him in the field and they bowed to him, I believe. Oh, his, yeah. their, their um, sheaves of wheat bowed to his. And there was another dream where his brothers actually bowed him and the mom and the and uh Jacob, I believe. Hold on, let me read. Um, verse nine. Then Joseph had another dream and told his brothers, I, I had another dream in which I saw the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowing down to me. He also told the dream to his father, okay, and that's when Jacob was like, uh, what kind of dream is this? Do you think your mother and your brothers are gonna come and bow down to you? So they were mad and jealous of him about that. God kind of gave him a glimpse of his future. Mm. And once again, this is something that Joseph could not control. He and he it. wasn't... He was asleep. Right. He wasn't trying to come brag. He just telling y'all, this is what I dreamed about. And a lot of times, people don't understand what God has placed in you and placed on you. So they get upset. They don't under, They don't understand it. Sometimes mm. they don't understand either, but they don't understand it. So it immediately it immediately goes to like jealousy or right. you know questioning what God has showed you. And it's kind of tough because like he was literally going to them, kind of sharing, "Hey, look at this dream I had." Right. So you know, how many times have we gone to people and sharing things that we're excited about, mm-hmm. things that that God has placed in us and on us that, yeah. hey, man, I just want to share with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is crazy. Check this out. And then 
the people we share it to, they become offended right. or they become bothered by simply what I'm excited of, simply what I um, just want to share right. that what's been exposed to me. Right. And the tough thing is, he was, he was, she shared this with his family. Right. So he shared this with people closest to him. Mm. He shared he shared he shared this to people who he thought he could trust mm-hmm. and who he thought could understand him. Mm-hmm. And which goes, I guess, kind of to show us that even those closest to you sometimes may not understand what's on you. Right. You know, and because they don't understand what's on you is why they treat you the way they do. Right. That sucks. That's I mean, right. It does, <laughs> It does, though. It's just like... That is the reality of the situation. That's why it's important to have people in your life that are confident in who they are and yep. that are able to support you. Because just like Joseph did, like what God reveals things and God share things with you. You want to share it with people that you can trust. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to have those type of people in your life, man. But as we see, you know, those type of people are hard to come by. Yep. So as we keep moving forward, um, the brothers plotted a plan pretty much to kill Joseph. <laughs> One of the brothers interjected to have it to where Joseph was sold to sla- to slavery. Um, and he ended up being sold um, to the Egyptians. Yeah. And um, if you look in verse 37, I'm sorry, Genesis 37, verse 36, it says, Meanwhile, in Egypt, the Midianites had sold Joseph to Potiphar, one of the king's officers who was the captain of the palace guard. And I, I highlighted that verse because it's just showing how even through the mismanagement, being mismanaged, being ostracized by his brothers, being questioned by his father being disliked by his brothers being sold into slavery by his brothers and everything god was setting up a moment for him to be elevated in the end yeah so even though you know we going through these times of mismanagement in our lives god is setting it up you may not understand it or see it but he's setting you up for whatever it is that he desires for you that's real this is the first step Right. So even in the midst of really the confusion that he may be feeling right mm-hmm. now and the pain and the misunderstanding and the wondering like, man, what's going on? Right. God is like setting him up. Right. So right now the midnight the Midianites just sold him to 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 Potiphar. Right. And you know, so now he's like, Man, what's going on? But really, God is setting it up. Their plot position too. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> He's so silly. <laughs> Dude, seriously, it did, I read though. It. I ready to use that. You're going to use that for your sermon, though. Yeah. But Thanks for telling the world, my Oh, sorry. sorry. At least they died. <laughs> but but anyway, seriously, though. Their, like, plot, what, what? their plot positioned him. It did. It did. And we'll kind of see that as we you know, just read later. If you, as you read more into the story, you'll really see how it really ultimately sets him up. Mm-hmm. You know. But it did. It did. You know. And so now, uh, he's been... No, he, he's now with, with, with Potiphar, right? Mm-hmm. And, no, Joseph is, is just doing his thing. Yeah. He's really just doing his thing. He's he's here. He's in the palace. He's he's working. He's serving. And, and really, he's, he's doing such a great job. Yeah, he's being successful. Verse 3, I mean, verse 2 and 3 and 4 just talks about how um, Potiphar was pleased with him, just seeing how God was, you know, using him and, 
how successful he was, how God made him successful in everything that he did, and then Potiphar put him in charge of his whole house and everything. Right. How, you a, how you a slave? You in charge of everything. Everything. And you you a slave that just got sold just from you just a, just a random slave. God will favor you so much in seasons of mismanagement, like even even if you in a place of slavery, I guess mm-hmm. you know in an unfavorable, undesirable place, God will still bless you there. Right. When he when his hand is on your life and when he's favored you. Right. You know, and the thing about favor, it may favor does not mean that you won't go through trials. Exactly. But favor does mean that even while you go through trials, God's hand is always on you. Right. Very true. <laughs> it's <laughs> good. good. It's, real. it's the truth though, because yeah. I mean, the verse said Joseph was favored. Yeah. And we see him going through stuff like. You know, that don't make sense. Like, how I'm favored, how I'm asking God for favor, but I'm going through all this stuff. Like, how does that even make sense? But like you said, favor doesn't prevent the trials. Right. It just protects you and keeps you and pro- promotes you in it and through it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to understand, too, in that in this story. So, yeah. So, yeah, Joseph is in, is in, the, is in the palace. And, yeah, he's doing well. And, yeah, he's being promoted. Mm-hmm. But he's not being promoted simply because there's just some mystical favor on, on him. Right. He's obviously being promoted because of who he is. Right. Um, because of how hard he's working. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think the tough part, and here's what many of us made a mistake, mm. is that while we're going through trials, we change from who we are. Right. Or yeah. really, that may not be true. Mm-hmm. Maybe it only exposes who we really are. Dang. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> that- yeah, really. It may really expose who you really are. It's the truth. I think it could be a little bit of both. I think it could be a little bit of both. Because okay. sometimes you can be... Well, it can expose who you really are. And it can expose some things that you still need to work on kind of too. Yeah. Because being mismanaged, I'm speaking personally, being mismanaged, um, sometimes it can hurt so deeply mm-hmm. that, you know, you kind of just don't want to be bothered with certain stuff anymore. And... That to me, that don't necessarily say that. That doesn't necessarily say I'm a, a person, a bad person, anything like that. It kind of just shows that okay, you probably need to work on being able to be consistent and stable in in situations where they change or people are inconsistent. Your trust got to be so strong in God and who God called you to be that no matter what people do, mm-hmm. you know, you stay consistent. So. I feel like, you know, those times it kind of show you, it can show you things that you need to work on, but it's hard. I ain't going to lie. Now, Joseph did a great job, but it's hard when you being mismanaged and mistreated by people to show up every day and act like ain't nothing happened. Yeah. I'm just still working hard and, and y'all just treat me and it got away. Right. But you got to, I think with Joseph, um, Joseph understood that it was never about the people, mm. that it was always about the God. Joseph was always, always, uh, God dependent mm-hmm. and God focused, mm. and I think we we have to be careful when going through trials mm-hmm. not to be become people focused, right? But we have to remain God focused. I was just about to say that. So how do how would you tell someone who's going through mismanagement to stay God focused and um, not people focused when you can see these people every day, right? You know, I think just understanding that that hey, what I'm going through, um, that yeah, people plot it to hurt me mm. but I know that God is using it to pre- to prepare me right and I, I have to keep my, my mind on what is God preparing me for right you know and so when I choose it's a decision when I choose to focus more on the preparation mm. 
mm-hmm. than the plot that was meant to destroy me. Right. Then I have a bigger purpose than That's than, my, than my pain. That's so good, babe. That's so, really good. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So we move on and uh another moment of mismanagement. Potiphar's wife wanted to mess around with Joseph. She wanted to slide with Joseph. Joseph mm-hmm. said, No. Joseph being a man of integrity and character and being this man, this godly man, said no. He understood the position he was in. He didn't want to jeopardize it. And he said, No, how then could I do such an immoral thing and sin against God? You know, when Potiphar hasn't kept anything from me but you, I'm not going to do that. So she lied and said that he tried to rape her and everything. So, of course, Potiphar believed his wife and um, had Joseph arrested and threw him in prison. Um, But in verse 21 in chapter 39, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph and blessed him so that the jailer was pleased with him. Once again, Mm. we see he's he's going to another season or another moment of being mismanaged but god once again blesses him and favors him wherever he goes and then verse 22 said he put joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and made him responsible for everything that was done in the prison that's good another once again ooh, okay I'm go sorry. ahead go ahead now you, you know what i'm saying because we're going to end up you know talking about where joseph ends up but god keeps showing him little um glimpses of his future everywhere he goes he's in charge of something he's you know he's being trusted fully with an assignment right and that's good so so pretty much him being mismanaged Mm -hmm. you know god has a way of showing you even through your mismanagement who you are Mm. so the mismanagement you know has a way of confirming Mm -hmm. really who you are because god has a way of showing you hey even when you're at your lowest point, yeah. I'm still going to confirm to you who you are. Amen. And confirm to you who I am through mm-hmm. you and in you. So, that's real good. That's really good. So, as we move on to Genesis 40, uh, we go into um, the uh, story of Joseph interpreting the dreams for the wine steward and the chief baker of the king. Yeah. Um, so it just talks about how Joseph gives a favorable interpretation to the wine steward, a not so favorable one to the chief baker, and that um Joseph tells the wine steward, you know, once y'all get out, once it actually happens, let the king know that it was me who gave the interpretation because he would just say, you know, I don't even deserve to be here anyway, pretty much for the most part. But Everything ended up happening like Joseph said. And in verse 23, it says, But the wine steward never gave Joseph another thought. He forgot all about him. So Joseph ended up staying in there a little longer. Mm. And then we go on to um, chapter 41. And then there is uh, this opportunity for Joseph to utilize the um, gift that God had placed in him for a life-changing moment. Yeah. And that's when the king had a dream about um, the famine coming into the land. And then the wine steward remembered about Joseph and told him about him. And then um, Joseph came and interpreted the dream for the king. So, what are our thoughts about... <laughs> our thoughts about that chapter? Um, I think simply, mm-hmm. just like that, it may... Like once, I guess it's just just a continuation of mm-hmm. the mismanagement, just of mm-hmm. seeing him being mismanaged. Right. And you know, 
Oh he's, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Ahead, no, I'm just ahead. saying that was another moment of being mismanaged. The wine steward forgetting all about Joseph when right. he got out. Right. Right. And he's Dang, he's interpreting the dream. Got he got done dirty. The bat, the bat, the bat, the bat. And how many times you know have we gone through stuff? You like, oh my goodness, why does yeah. this keep happening yeah. to me? Why like am they I keep getting again? You know. <laughs> But, you know, even through that, you have mm-hmm. to learn how just to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And Joseph, even through that, he still exercised the gifts that God has given him. Yeah. You know, he could have easily be like, man, like, bro, I'm, I'm done. Like, right. Like, yeah. I've been serving God. I've been dreaming. But, you know, but he still is using the gifts that God has given him. Yeah. He is still trying to help other people. Very true. He didn't have to. Interpret the dreams for them mm-hmm. the way that he did right. and help them and then helping the king and everything. If he would have stayed, yeah, that's one thing I noticed with reading him, how he stayed humble and willing to help. And, you know, if he would have been bitter and angry, he would have missed that opportunity. That's real, though. Seriously. You know, he would have missed that opportunity. He would have blew it and he would never have reached the level, you know, that God was intending for him. And I think that's what a lot of times we do. I ain't, I'm not going to lie. I've had moments where I'm like, I'm not about to know. But, you know, looking at the story of Joseph, I'm able to see if I operate like that, then I may be missing out on what God is trying to do. It's not even about people. It's about God's purpose for my life. And, yeah, you know, that comes with me doing whatever he desires for me to do with people and, you know, helping people, whatever the case may be. But there's an ultimate purpose in place that God is trying to get me to. Yeah. So I can't get stuck on what people did and, you know, being mad at them because it's all about the process. It's all a part of the process. Mm-hmm. And we have to be real careful, I guess, not to get caught up in the small disappointments yes and we have to understand that god has a bigger opportunity Mm -hmm. too many times we get caught up in the small stuff so i get caught up that you hurt me that you hurt my feelings i don't care about a person hurting my feelings when god has a a whole entire life planned for me my god you know so we got to understand man i can't get caught up in people hurting my feelings or doing me dirty when there's a bigger god and a bigger opportunity Mm -hmm. that he's doing through me you know that's hard though. I'm just I'm I'm playing the other side because you like a, you know you like the super positive. I am. I'm just gonna let stuff, um, you know, roll off my back. I ain't worried about it. Cause I don't care. Me on right. <laughs> me on the other end. You know, I'm like, ain't nobody gonna say that. Ain't nobody gonna do nothing. We just gonna let this Why? happen. What's the right. point? You right. But I'm learning. I'm learning to be. I'm learning that, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, especially with people that, for one, people that you've trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's hard for people that maybe you didn't even want to, you know, um, be bothered around with. You Like, I guess Joseph and the wine steward. Joseph didn't necessarily need or want a relationship with the wine steward. But he ended up being mismanaged by it. You know what I'm saying? Like people it. that you he tried, necessarily... He's, he's, he's simply trying to help It's just helping. I, I didn't want anything from you, but you still ended up mismanaging me. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, that type of stuff. It's just kind of hard to to deal with. Yeah, and my, my mindset on it is, what's the point in being caught up mm-hmm. in me being mad at you? That's right. not going to do nothing for, for the situation. Mm. I'm thinking about it now. Just like with Joseph, us us still being caught up in something could keep us 
in a prison. Stuck. Oh, that's good. stuck. Just because if Joseph would have stayed mad about that, he'd have been in the he prison would, he just sitting. Stay just there. Yeah. Dang. Or he, or he would have stayed a servant. Yeah. Just stay with with simply with uh you know simply there's no worth. You good. That's good. I'm just thinking because what if he would have what if he would have messed around with Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife? Yeah. He would have never got to being. But the weird thing is mm-hmm. he would have just. Listen, the weird thing is he would never even been in a position to see the wife. He would, he would have still been stuck at the bottom of the totem pole with his slaves. You're right. <laughs> You're right. He'd been just, just a little old, little old slave. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he didn't focus on the mismanagement. Mm-hmm. Immediately, he began to work hard and Whatever. to manage where he was. And I think a lot of times we have to move past the mismanagement mm-hmm. and then manage where we are. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't get so caught up in thinking about the mismanagement right. that you, you know, just, you know, forget what God is doing. Yeah. You know, so we kind of see uh, here, here, here in this passage, um, the chief baker and the wine steward, of course, um, you know, well, the wine steward, correct? Mismanaged, mm-hmm. mismanaged them. Right. And so, and so, and so. Um, he interprets the dream. Joseph interprets the dream for the king. Right. Yep. So he interprets the name for the king. Mm-hmm. And the, and I guess what he's saying to the king really, really agrees with him, really helps him. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, I guess, the famine that would come. The king had the dream about the cows, about the seven thin cows and the seven uh, big cows, whatever. And so he had the, not the cows, was it a stock? The cows it was, and the stock? It was cows and stock. It was two different dreams. Yep. Two different dreams. And so he kind of gives them the dream about the seven years mm-hmm. of, of, of good and then the seven years of famine. Right. You know, and then so, so he is consistent, I guess, in the gift that God has given him. Mm-hmm. And so now the king decides to promote him. Right. And promote him to, to governor. Mm. You know, I think if we kind of just went back. If he had, in the beginning, focused so much on him being mismanaged by his brothers. Right. He wouldn't be governor these years My later. My God. Still be a slave. Yeah, still be a I slave. Just, I'm just thinking that's so true. We be like you said, we get so caught up in mm, the little good. moments of being mismanaged and we get stuck there. Mm. We get stuck there and we stay there for either too long or we stay there forever. And we never <laughs> reach the level God has ordained for us. This man is governor. He's governor. Second yo. only to the king. Seriously. Got pretty much the same power and authority as the king. Yep. And people came. We see in oh, verse. Oh, stop no, just no, hearing me. I'm okay. sorry. No, go ahead. I gotta what what I <laughs> <laughs> No, I gotta say it earlier. But even in the in the mismanagement, even in the season of mismanagement management, God was exercising and preparing him and his gifts. Like I said, with him being in charge of everybody in those seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that just hit me. So I'm just saying like, even when we get mismanaged, you got to pay attention to what God has you doing. Cause that may That's be good. preparing you for the next level. That's so true. he was just managing stuff in people's houses. He was managing everything in the, in the uh, jail. Now he managing the whole country. That's real good. That's crazy. That's real good. So understand that what people send you to really may like say, be, be preparing you. Yeah, man. Like what you thought was going to take me out. Mm. It really was my preparation. My God. Yeah, that's good. And so, Ooh, under, so you have to pay attention to where people are sending you. Yeah. Because really people aren't sending you. It's God who is sending you. Yeah. And he's setting you up. So they say, that was good. He was managing a, a, a palace. Mm. He was managing a prison. Now he's managing a country. He's governing a, a country. 
I think one thing we got to get out of mind, what you just said, that people aren't doing it, God is doing it type thing. Yeah. Even, how can I put this? Um, Just understanding that God is still in control of it all. Yeah. And that he orchestrates stuff and he allows things all to work for our good. Mm-hmm. So when we take our eyes off of what people did and try to really understand what God is doing, how he's working it all out for our good, it really helps in the process. Like you said, help us to stay focused on God and not people. So just got to learn, like, ugh, always blaming people and stuff. Because, yeah, know? we do. We so quit. Let me blame this person right. for where I am, where I am. And honestly... Yeah, the person may have did something that may have driven you to that place, mm-hmm. but it's really it's only it's really it's really your fault that you're still there. Mm, that's good. They didn't keep you there. They may have pushed you there, but yeah. they didn't keep you there. Yeah, I think in seasons of mismanagement, you really begin to see how much you really trust God. Mm-hmm. Because even when people mismanage and hurt you, if you really trust God like that, it, it won't get to you that deep. Because yeah. you believe that God is in control of your destiny. God is in control of you being elevated. God is in control of your purpose and future. Even though these people mismanage me and maybe seemingly, you know, affected the season I'm in, God got something greater for me. God got something I haven't even thought about yet. You know, God is controlling this. God got me. And I think, you know, it just shows us where where we're at. Yeah. It just shows us where we're at spiritually. Let us know we got a little bit more work to do. That's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Cool. So, so really, managing the mismanagement mm-hmm. is really about not focusing on the small disappointment. Mm-hmm. It may seem big in the moment, mm-hmm. but as you look later on, we see it's only a small disappointment. Right. It's really about not managing the small, not focusing on, on the small mismanagement and then making the best of managing where you are now. Mm-hmm. You know, and once we do that, we'll kind of see how God blesses us. Right. And so we kind of go to Genesis 42. Oh, okay. And now we see kind of where uh, Joseph, or Jacob, and then Joseph's brothers are kind of um, dealing with the dealing with the family yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now they're going through it, right? Right. They mismanaged, mismanaged Joseph, and now... Mm-hmm. They are. They gonna uh, need them. They gonna need them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of funny because the people who mismanage you, <sighs> man, they're the same ones who who need you. you. Come back and need you. Oh Lord, but <laughs> it's true though. But when I was reading this, I was trying to really pay attention to how Joseph reacted to them. Okay. Um, because like you said, you're going to have moments where the people that mismanage you are going to need you. So how do you, as a believer in God, how do you deal with those situations? And I, um, I, um, first seen Joseph's reaction. Um, let me see if I can find the verse, but he, he wasn't, you know, he was filled with emotion and everything. Um, when his brothers first asked him for grain, let me see if I can find it. You know, he was trying to question them and stuff. And then he was saying how they were spies and different things of that nature. So, to me, I felt like Joseph at first was a little, you know, kind of resentful. Or maybe upset. Would you agree? Or how yeah. you feel? Okay. Yeah, maybe he was like a little bothered. Like, hey, yeah. wow, I see y'all. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a little upset. Right. You know, so let me, yes. you know, yes. maybe mess with y'all a little bit. Right. So, yeah, like in 
verses 8 through maybe 13. Y'all could read that. He was just, you know, calling spies and different stuff like that. And, you know, that's just a natural, excuse me, a natural reaction as humans. You know, at first we may sometimes be taken back. Mm. But as we keep reading, we see how Joseph still ended up helping them as he was experiencing pain through it. Because it it showed moments where Joseph would leave and start crying and just different things like that. Yeah. But he still ended up supplying them grain and different stuff like that. Yeah. And then ended up uh, reconciling with the brothers and his dad and had his family and everybody moving uh, to Egypt to take care of him and stuff. But just seeing that, you know, the pain of the mismanagement might have stayed, well, it was still there a little bit, but he was able to push past it and still help them and then mend their relationship. Now, everybody mm-hmm. you ain't supposed to mend it with. Everybody nah, don't. But, you know, some people, you do. Yeah, there's some relationships where there will come a moment where there's an opportunity to, to mend and to restore. Mm-hmm. And then there's something that's not. Right. You know, and that's that's up to, to to that particular situation, that particular right. relationship, and kind of what God is saying in that. Um, you know, but yeah, man, like seriously, he is just in this position now where the people who mismanaged him has come back to him, right. and he really has an opportunity to, I guess, just to come back to it, and you know, yeah, like God's giving his opportunity. So I believe we we really see how how he really managed this whole situation mm-hmm. well. You know, he managed the situation well and like you said, and there were times he would like he'll leave like, leave out of room and, mm-hmm. and cry. So he was helping them even while it was hurting him. Right. Because the memory of what they did to him years ago right. still bothered him. Exactly. I think this is like like what well, it was like seventeen years. I think I had added up one time before. Yeah, because he was like, like thirty so. when he became governor and so I think then he got sold in all this stuff happened when he was 17 or something like so, that. Yeah, so this yeah. is years later. Mm-hmm. However many years later, it's over, t- over 10 years later, yeah. maybe more than that. Yeah. And so the pain from what you did to me still bothers me. Yeah. But even through that, I, I'm still going to do my assignment mm. and help to feed y'all through a famine. Right. But God positioned me to have favor and, and have this thing. And so God's, so what, what, what God has put inside of me I'm still going to pour out to you, wow. even though you were the one that hurt me. Right. I want to be so, like, I, I want to be so deep in God that that type of stuff is easy. Right. You know? But but the thing is, I don't think it's easy. Never? It can be for some. Yeah. But it's not going to always be easy. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I think the challenge is doing it when it's not easy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's when maturity comes. <laughs> That's when it Anybody comes. can do it when it's easy. Yeah. You know, any... Anybody can do it when it's easy, but only a mature person can do it when it's not easy. Yeah. Well, I want to be that mature in God to be able to do it, you know, consistently. No, despite who it is, despite whatever, you know, being able to do that. Not, not just do it, but do it. Well, He did it through the pain too. You did. But do it cheerfully, and you know, just. But anyway. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, do it, do it, like, seriously, like, do it cheerfully. Do yeah, it I don't want to complain about it. I don't want to regret it. I don't want to think twice about it. I want to be so mature in God that it's not, even if, I, feel you. I won't say that it's not a struggle, because as a human, those feelings may naturally come. Yeah. But that it doesn't, you know, um, 
compromise or it doesn't I don't want to feel like I'm dishonoring God you know yeah. what I'm saying like I want to be able to do what he called me to do yeah. just despite whatever that's real and then we see in, in chapter 50 so after you know Joseph being mismanaged all these times uh, being elevated to governor reconnecting with his family Joseph has this amazing moment with his brothers where he says um, this verse that I love and that has stuck with me is um, Genesis 50 verse 20 where he said um, well I guess his brothers were saying to him like um, you know they were sorry or whatever that you know they did what they did and he was just saying you know you plotted evil against me but God turned it into good in order to preserve the lives of many people who are alive today because of what happened so that's so amazing that Joseph has that perspective now and understood that it was all a part of God plan. Like, even though you plotted the evil against me, God turned it into good so that I could be in this position, not only to preserve your life, but to preserve the lives of so many other people. Like God is such a big God that he sees beyond where we're at, at the moment. Like we, Mm -hmm. you know, we can only see, you know, what's going on right now, but you know, he's infinite. He can see beyond, beyond. He was preparing you know him for something that would help what millions thousands of people like oh god is so amazing not real talk <laughs> like that's a good because like seriously like 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 he really even through i guess their 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 plot against him mm-hmm. that it was more than just about him Mm-hmm. You know, like he's like saying, verse 20, he said, you plotted evil against me, but God turned it into good in order to preserve the lives of many people who right. are alive today because of what happened. Right. Oh. Jeez. So you getting through your your season of mismanagement, not even just about you, it's about the people that's tied to where God is trying to take you. It's yeah. the people that's tied to whatever's in you. Like people may suffer. These people would have suffered if Joseph wouldn't have got to where he was supposed to to be. So people may suffer because you decide to get stuck in the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. And sometimes oh, you're coming out. Yeah. Oh, no, excuse me. Sometimes your suffering mm-hmm. is to save somebody else in the future. That's good. Sometimes your suffering is to now save your children. Good. I'm about to. Yes. I'm thinking about sometimes my mom. Suffering. I'm thinking about, you know, like parents and stuff. Like mm-hmm. how parents go through stuff like my mom. You know, don't went through stuff, and she was like, you know, I don't. She would try to tell us like, you know, stuff to do and not to do, and I'm my stupid behind. I'm like, well, let me just experience it all out so I can see. But mom was trying to say like, you know, I've been through stuff so that you don't have to go through it. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. You listen to me and take the path that you know I didn't take or that I took. You don't have to go through some of the things I've experienced. That's good. But anyway, keep going. That's no, real. That's it. That's it. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, like, like sometimes you yeah. gotta suffer so that somebody else. Who you will eventually be connected to that you don't even know now. Yeah. That you don't even have a, a relationship with now. Or that you may not even know later on. But right. what you're going through now and how you manage today. And they're mismanaging you today. Yeah. It's really so that someone else can be saved in the future. Right. The price of selflessness. Or understanding your life is bigger than you. Yep. And your life is not your own. That's real good. So... Man, this is this is this that's it. This is good. It's really good. You it's preaching to me, man. It's preaching to me. Nah. <laughs> this is really good and it's so necessary because 
as people, as believers, as people in ministry, especially, mismanagement is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, mismanagement is going to happen anyway. as a human, just dealing with people and being in this world. Mismanagement yeah. is going to happen. We just have to learn how to manage it. Learn how to manage it. <laughs> Managing the mismanagement. And as we see through the life of Joseph, he was somebody who stayed consistent through being mismanaged. He stayed willing to help and exercise his gift. He understood that um, what he was going through was for a bigger purpose. And because he was able to, um, because he was able to possess those type of, that mindset and that availability to be used by God, God elevated him in such an incredible way, man. And then we see through his life what could happen if you don't you know, go that way. You can get stuck in the yeah. old season. You can get stuck in a prison in your mind, you know, or whatever. So I just love his story, man. I really do. Like, Joseph Dunn became one of my favorite yeah, people my, out of the Bible. He's definitely, he's definitely he in my top. Jesus, top of course. And then I like the story. I love the story of David. Love the story of Joseph. Love the story of Paul. Love the story of Paul. Love yeah. Paul. Who else I like? But anyway, <laughs> I like a lot of people in in the Bible, they have some great stories, man. The Bible's so good, y'all. Like, if y'all don't read y'all Bible, y'all know what y'all missing out. Like, I and I and I always say, you know, we always can do better about reading our Bible. But when I read my Bible, man, I'm just so blessed, so blessed. The Bible plans and everything are great, but you need to like get you a read on these stories and a lot of Holy Spirit to speak to you and reveal things to you yeah. through these people, because that's the purpose of the Bible. It's the purpose of it. So, man, thank y'all for listening. And before we go, we're going to have our, our faith moment. Um, just to kind of help you, just to kind of encourage you, just to kind of for you to kind of listen and just to touch your heart and just to end with what we believe God is wanting to say to you, to encourage you. We pray that what we said today through our conversation today, we just had right. a conversation and we pray that, that our conversation simply helped you. Right. This is how we, we be talking like this all the time. Yep, trying to. <laughs> yeah, I be trying to get all deep with James. James just want to play his little Madden game, child. I just want to. Yeah, I love Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I should have never got you that game. No, you should have got me that no, game. No, I should have. You should have. We'll save that for another episode. Look, y'all, I'm being mismanaged, but I'm going <laughs> to manage it well. But uh, so we're talking about faith moments. Sierra's going to lead our faith moment today. And so we thank y'all so much. And then after that, babe, you got to pray. Yes. Pray us out, prayer of salvation, and the closing prayer. Yep. So thank y'all, and we'll get to you shortly. Thank you all for listening today, and we pray that you were encouraged by the conversation we had. Now we just want to prepare your heart for the faith moment. So come in, listen, and uh, just listen to what God has to say to you through the words of encouragement. One thing I've discovered during seasons of mismanagement is that it's all about perspective. And there's typically two uh, lenses that we tend to look through when we go through seasons of mismanagement. The first lens is through negativity, is through um, bitterness, is through anger, um, is through woe is me and why is this happening to me, is through blaming other people. 
And though the mismanagement did hurt, it was real. You were disregarded. You were um, hurt, sometimes intentionally. But I've learned that the key during mismanagement is to look at it through the lens of optimism, positivity, not focusing on what people did, but really trying to understand what God is doing through this. Where is God trying to take me? What is God trying to show me? Why is God allowing me to go through this? Not because he's allowing me to go through so that I could be hurt, but he's allowing me to go through this so I could be matured and so that he can push me into my purpose. So I just want to encourage you guys, you know, going through mismanagement, is not fun, it's hard, it's hurtful. Um, sometimes it may even could be stressful, but as we look at the life of Joseph, we really have to understand that God is in control and that God allows and uses the mismanagement to prepare us, to mold us, to mature us for the level that he has ordained for us. We can't get caught up in the little moments or the little mishaps that happen uh, in seasons of mismanagement. We can't get caught up in those little things and those little details. And that's what the enemy wants us to do, to get caught up in something that people did so that we could be stuck. Just like Joseph could have been stuck in that prison. But instead of staying there, instead of being so caught up in what people did, he still uh, exercised his gift. He still trusted God. He still worked hard. And that's what we have to do. So the faith moment today is just telling you to keep being you. Keep trusting God. Even when you're being mismanaged, believe that he's going to pull you out of it. And he's going to elevate you and promote you and take you to places that you haven't even dreamed or thought of. And just pay attention in the season of mismanagement. See where God had you. See where he's taking you. See what he's allowing you to do. And don't give up. Keep pushing. Don't allow people and, and their inability to manage you and their inability to understand the favor and the call in your life to keep you in a place that God didn't ordain for you to be. So let's keep pressing forward. Let's keep trusting God. And let's not allow mismanagement to keep us bound. Amen. So we pray that what we said today has really helped you. We pray that it has really encouraged you, that it has really blessed you. And now just for the next few moments, we want to pray the prayer of salvation together. Maybe you're listening and maybe you aren't saved or maybe you've saved and you're saved and maybe you've made some mistakes and you just want to say, hey, I just want to pray this prayer again just to make sure I'm right with with, with Jesus Christ. So let's pray this prayer of salvation together and um so that we can ensure that all of our listeners are are saved and going to heaven. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for speaking to me, and I thank you for helping me. Now, Lord, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that Jesus died and that you raised him on the third day that he died for my sins. Lord, so I thank you and I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's close in prayer to just kind of seal what we have 
talked about today. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that what we have spoken today, it has helped someone, it has touched the hearts of someone, that it has blessed someone, that it has, God, just encouraged someone, God, that, Lord, you are just bettering us, Lord, to manage the mismanagement of life. People may have mismanaged us. People may have treated us wrong, done us wrong. But, Lord, we understand that we don't have to be controlled by their mismanagement. But, Lord, we are understanding that you have prepared and positioned us, Lord, through their mismanagement, God. So help us, Lord, just to follow what you have, what you are doing, what you have done, and what you are speaking. So help us, encourage us, and bless us. We thank you, Lord, and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode four of Faith Talk. Um, Today, our conversation was amazing. The topic was managing mismanagement, which is so relevant um, for us in ministry or just people. Yeah, in life, period. You need to know how to manage those seasons and those moments. Right. Um, so, yeah, as we always do, we give our social media handles. Um, you can find me on um, Facebook, Sierra Cummings, which will be changed to Terrell in the next few months. <laughs> that's another thing that's been taking my attention, all this wedding planning. Um, Faith Talk supporters and listeners, um, when you find James on Facebook under James Terrell, make sure you write him and tell him, Help your future wife a little bit more with the wedding plan. <laughs> she like, you want to hurt me, y'all. <laughs> Never mind. But anyway. <laughs> Anywho, so you can find me on Facebook. You can find James as well under James Terrell. And then you can write us on um, on Instagram as well. Um, mine is Sierra Cummings underscore. His is what? JC Terrell 904. Duval. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> nope, I'm ready no, for a jazz game. You supposed to help me out. Okay, right. sorry. Do there we go. There we go. Moving on. And then on Gmail, you can find us at um, realfaithtalk at gmail.com. Once yeah. again, we love feedback. Please email us any questions, any testimonies, any topics that you guys would like us to discuss on our podcast um, so that we can definitely um accommodate everyone i know somebody wrote and said they wanted us to have a conversation i think about like um growing as a young adult studying the bible and different things like that so we hear the concerns and we're gonna have those conversations and topics so once again we love y'all thank y'all for tuning in episode five will come in the next couple of weeks like this share this listen to it we love y'all so much have an incredible week And remember, manage the mismanagement. Don't let it manage you. (laughs) Good. Love y'all. Thank you.